Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Unprepared. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, screwing up the intro like always. But this was a great one. This is the last one I'm recording in 2020. This won't come out until next year. But I've got a great guest on the show today. Ryan, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. Also, so let's just let's just dive right in here. Uh, today, we're talking about integrations and building out your tech stack. Um, and there's a lot of stuff to consider. We talked about it a little bit before, but I'm kind of just going to hand it over to you and kind of let you get get the ball rolling, and then I'll kind of ask some questions. Sure. So, uh, it, really, the the place you want to start is when you're building out your e-commerce company. It's not just your e-commerce website. You've got a whole bunch of other technologies that you have to build around that or implement around that to accomplish all the things you need to do. Things like returns, things like email marketing, things like your accounting system, and there's there's a whole long list of what those are. So we have a, you know, I have a perspective on on some things that I would bias you towards as you're evaluating, you know, which one of the many many options you have out there should you select for a given uh, given part of that tech stack. Absolutely. Uh, so I usually look for something like a, you know, you want to have a SaaS company, right? A SaaS company or at least a cloud based software company that serves some purpose in your e commerce business. That's gonna that's gonna benefit you in a few ways. One. Uh, it's getting a better uptime generally because it's, it's something that lives in the cloud. It's something that you don't have to manage on servers or you don't have to rely on somebody to manage on servers. And it, you're just going to tend to have a closer to 100% uptime in an environment like that. And it also tends to give you more predictable costs because typically those are priced as just a flat subscription based on how much functionality you want or at least some kind of a predictable algorithm based on usage. And that helps you either flatten out your cash flow or make it more predictable, or at least be able to uh, understand how your costs are going to grow as, as your business does. Yeah, I mean, I just want one thing I want to point out here is uh, when you're building out your tech stack, uh, if you're young in the game and you're just getting into it, uh, I'm just going to burst your bubble. There is no magic bullet. There is not one thing that will do it all. Nope. Um, and and the reason being is. Uh, if everything's important, nothing's important. So when SaaS companies take that approach and they try to do everything for everybody, it's usually a giant piece of garbage. Yeah, they're usually when 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 somebody's saying they do everything for everybody, they usually have one core product that's probably a pretty good one that they've built the business on, and then they build all these like kind of halfway versions of all the rest of the features to say, oh yeah, we do that too. Oh yeah, we do that too to try to convince you not to go to another vendor. And, you know, occasionally some of those secondary features that they have are useful and you can um, get value it'll, out of them. It'll get the job done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes that simplicity is worth the trade off. But uh, if you really want a best of breed solution for email marketing, for instance, go to best of breed solutions for email marketing. Don't necessarily rely on that as a second tier feature for another product. Here's a perfect example in the ecosystem right now. Like Shopify launched uh, email marketing and that is 1000% geared towards startups to help them offset costs. But if you are looking to use that Shopify email marketing feature at like a plus level, at an enterprise level brand, you're, it's a recipe for disaster. Exactly. And, and and I don't even think Shopify intends for it to be anything more than that, right? It's enough to get you started. It's to get you uh, understanding how to do email marketing to support your, your uh, online business. And then they've got a whole partner uh, ecosystem of best practice vendors out there that can take you to the next level and add you know way more deep functionality for for that for in this case email marketing and and when you're up at that plus level that's that's kind of what you need that's where you're at as a business all right so uh i'm going to take chase's advice realize that you want to you kind of want to lend yourself towards inter, in, investigating the solutions that are best in breed uh kind of at what they do what are other things i should be looking for when i'm kind of building out this kind of what 
technologies I'm going to use just because once you make the investment and you set things up the right way, the switching cost is almost detrimental. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one thing you can do that's that's sort of non-technical that I think is, is pretty useful is as uh, you're evaluating all these technologies, ones that have overlapping communities or overlapping ecosystems tends to help. So if the the support people and the implementation people and the executives at all these different companies kind of know each other, they go to the same events, they're kind of running in the same circles, that helps because they're all familiar with one another and they sort of understand where they all fit together in the big piece for you as a merchant. Um, but when you go beyond just the, the sort of we're all friends here kind of strategy, um, ultimately, if you're going to assemble a bunch of best practice technologies that aren't one big product together to, to build your tech stack, they all have to talk to one another correctly. So uh, certainly look for native integrations that are available on these uh, products. For example, a lot of them are going to have a native integration to Shopify. And if you're building your e-commerce business on Shopify, that's awesome. But you're also going to have to integrate some of these things to your ERP or your accounting system, uh, to WMSs if you're uh, managing warehouses or maybe your third-party logistics provider is, uh, sometimes even to marketplaces. And there's, there's a whole bunch of different things you're going to need to tie together and make, make data pass between them. So you want to you want to look for technologies that have uh, open APIs that um, enable themselves to be integrated into other systems. And then you're going to have to evaluate integration providers out there that can provide services and or software to make all that stuff talk to one another. And there's a, there's a lot of things we can get into there about how you evaluate the right partner for you. Yeah. I mean, just because the software has an open API and they say that data is available uh, to, I guess, to someone that isn't tech savvy, they might just think it's a, it's a, a quick like point and click and point, point the data at the right place. And it is not that simple. Uh, you need a data architect to manipulate that data, to to you know transmit that data appropriately in the right way, the right format, the right amount of times. Is it real time? Is it every fifteen minutes? There's just so much stuff, and that's talking about one piece of data. You got to do that for all the hundreds of pieces of data that you want to send. Then you need to send the data back. If it, that data means something, you know, there's gonna be two way sync, one way sync, and now then that's kind of where I guess that's kind of the world that you came from, and now are kind of also still in with kind of being an integration specialist, right? Exactly, exactly. So the open API is important, but it's a prerequisite, not a solution in and of itself. So when you have a bunch of best practice systems that you want to assemble in your tech stack, and they have open APIs, or they have the ability to talk to other ones, you're going to enlist the services of either what's called an integration platform as a service provider, or IPaaS is what you'll hear um, pretty often. Um, and those can be everything from Workato to Saligo to even ones that handle simpler use cases like Zapier. And those are some um, some big logos that you hear, but there's a long tail of ones available. Uh, and or you're going to enlist the services of either your agency if they do this work or what's called a solution integrator, who is somebody who their job is to sort of be that data architect and and provide professional services to help you understand what data needs to go where to meet your business cases, to automate the, the workflows in your business you need, and then help you implement all of that on one of those integration platforms. Yeah, I mean, I oftentimes think that uh, the hard work in uh, automation or in data uh, data mapping and all that stuff, the hard work isn't actually doing it. The hard work is figuring out how to do it. It's like what actually needs to happen here because it goes back to computers just being stupid and they only do exactly what you tell them to do and they don't think about things. So if you tell it to do something the wrong way and it does that a thousand times, like it's not, it's it's just gonna break it. Exactly. Um, so I think the hard part is like actually hiring someone that understands data structures and how data needs to be transferred in the different types of databases and different types of like languages that these databases are manipulated with. 
that is that's where the actual solution lies not like the technology sometimes like mm-hmm. you know there are 10 automation softwares out there that do the exact same thing absolutely uh, 10 years ago it would have been a different story but we're in a nice place today where the technology for taking data out of one API and putting it into another is pretty darn good. There, and there's a lot of really strong options on the market that meet all kinds of different use cases. The secret sauce is having somebody either internally or somebody that you outsource to like an SI or somebody in an agency who is able to sort of master the art of translating your business needs in and out of those technical requirements so that you can tell the thing to move data in the way that actually does what you want it to do. All right, absolutely. But now I guess I want to caveat this whole entire conversation with kind of the type of business we're talking about where you would probably want to approach building a custom integration uh, through an open API. Do you uh, do you have like a, a sales number where you should be like, you know, doing X amount a year where this probably would make sense and actually wor- be, be worth it or like a, kind of a volume or just like where they're at in their business life cycle just because... I just want to say startups don't need to worry about this half time. <laughs> yeah. If you're doing a startup and, and somebody, if, if you're a startup and you're saying, we, we need a custom uh, integration to X or we need to custom build this thing, my immediate reaction is going to say, why? There, because if you don't have a really, really strong uh, reason, maybe it's something you're doing that's totally proprietary uh, to, to do that custom that early in the business, then you're probably making an expensive decision. Now, I'm not going to say those... An expensive mistake sometimes. Exactly, exactly. And I'm not going to say it's 100% of the time, but it's pretty darn close to 100% of the time. You know, as you grow to, you know, making a million in revenue, get maybe even a little higher, 10, 20 million in revenue, you may start to find reasons that you need to have custom-built integrations for some of these things. Yeah. But you got to remember, as a, as an e-commerce merchant, unless you are doing something very, very unique, this is a business model that's been around digitally for, you know, call it 20 years and in the analog for hundreds of years. So the chances that you are reinventing retail in some way that justifies some really, really heavy technology investment that's totally custom to you are actually still pretty small. So I'm, I'm pretty heavily biased towards look for best practice tools that have done this many, many times before, seen many permutations of what it looks like and can help you get the job done. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head right there. Uh, and I think that uh, the only the only thing that... you know. It, when you say you said like that 10 and 20 million dollar mark like in my head it's like yeah those guys are doing omni channel and they need real time data moving between their amazon and then their uh you know their api that fires off to walmart.com and to target and to their actual shopify store they need mm-hmm. that data in real time which you know usually isn't off the shelf when you're using three different apis with a database that manages all your variants in a weird creepy way like everyone's does variants differently so like that's usually what the thing is uh but now we're just going really down the rabbit hole oh yeah um if what would be a good reason for someone to reach out to you? Like, what are you best at, and why should people like reach out to you if if they need help? So uh, I actually like that you brought up the the need for that um, solution integrator or that that data architect role in the projects because that's really where the complexity in these things are. So uh, we offer services and products to actually make that part of the integration project easier. We don't have an integration platform. We are solving the bigger problem, which is how do you make it easier to actually make it through these projects successfully? So if you are an agency or you are a software vendor in the e-commerce space and you're looking for help uh, figuring out your integration strategy and how you play in this world where your customers, the merchants, have to assemble a tech tech stack, 
Um, that's something we help with both in, uh, in terms of the technology we sell and the services that we offer. Um, and then certainly if, if you're a merchant, um, we're not typically working with merchants as our customers, but if you need some advice for what to be looking at or how to be thinking about some of these things, absolutely feel free to, to reach out to us and, and we can help at least point you in the right direction if we don't have a solution that'll work for you. Awesome, Ryan. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing all of your insights. I'll make sure all of your contact information is in the show notes and I'll talk to you soon. Great. Thank you.